0: All our readings today, the actors, the primary issue and the pressing issue in their lives is to follow Jesus. That's what takes precedent over everything, following Jesus. I know in my own life and my experience in ministry, most people maybe aren't following Jesus so closely in what he's asking us to do. It's a challenge, it's an invitation, it's a great invitation to life. So today's are about the, the calling that people have in their hearts to follow Jesus. So we all have a vocation. And when I say we all have a vocation, when we think of vocations, we usually think of the priesthood or religious life. No, 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 everybody has a vocation. It may be to marriage, it may be to be a priest, a nun, it may be to be, to be single. So a vocation is actually from the Latin vocare, which means to be called. So we're all called. So on the biggest level, our first calling is follow Jesus Christ as Christians and what he's asking us to do. And it's good that we're here on Sunday morning because he asked us to be here gathered together. And then the second thing within that call is, am I a priest? Am I a nun? Am I going to be single? i Am going to be married? And then the third way we can look at that call is each and every moment. What is Jesus calling you to today? In every interaction all the time. And I know I got a billion miles to go to get better at that. What's his call in my life? Each and every moment through the power of the Holy Spirit. So this weekend, we are blessed to have Mark Gandolfo, our seminarian, here with us this summer. So it's such, such a joy to be blessed by him. I know personally it gives me hope for the priesthood in the Catholic Church and where we're going as a church, but I, I've invited Mark to give his vocation story, his calling, how he was called to the Lord. So let's welcome Mark as he shares with us this morning and give him our attention. Thank you, Father.
1: I'll keep it in under an hour this time. No, uh, I'm really excited to to be here. I've been getting to know a lot of you. And so uh, now I get to share a little bit about myself with you. Um, I will keep it short, so bear with me. But um, the question that I've been getting most often is, because a lot of people know that I've been going to school up in Oregon. So they're like, oh, what part of Oregon are you from? I'm actually not from Oregon. I've, I'm from uh, Vista Oceanside area, and I grew up there in my home parish is uh, St. Francis of Assisi in Vista. And there's a little school attached to it that I, that I went to, so I told Father that this is kind of a double plug. It's proof that Catholic school works, at least sometimes. And then it's, this also me gives me a chance to talk a little bit about my, my faith journey. So it's kind of two birds with one stone here. So if you're thinking about sending your kids to St. Charles, uh, please uh, think about it. And so, yeah, I was heavily involved in my parish. My, my mom, we used to joke that my, my mom had a cot hidden somewhere in the parish because uh, it seemed like she was always there. And so obviously because she was always there, the three of us, I have two older brothers, were also always there because as most of you mothers know, six hands are way better than two. And so we were we were heavily involved in the parish, and so from a very young age, my Catholic faith was very obviously an important part of our family dynamic and just life in general. And attending school there obviously uh, helped with that. And so then, even, even from a very young age, I, I felt very close with my priests, the priests at our parish the ability to really, the pleasure really, to see sort of the humanity behind them, and not just as these kind of separate individuals, but really see their personalities come alive, which is really great and very helpful for me growing up. So at a very young age, I felt like I was called to, to be a priest. One of the most common questions I get is, oh, what, what age? And it was around third grade, I think, when I first felt felt called to be a priest. At that time, though, it was very... A lot of the my desires were sort of of the externals. You know, I looked at the priest vestments, and I was like, "Those look kind of cool. Like I could I could wear that." And then Father's chair is far more comfortable than the pews that you're sitting in. So I thought, "Oh, that'd be great too. I could sit in the comfy chair, wear the nice robe thing, and yeah, that'd be really great." And then that same year, I had the the privilege to go with my family on a trip to to Rome, and I I saw the Pope, and I was like. I, I could be Pope. Okay, yeah. And I don't want to be Pope anymore. I should really clarify that. I do not want to be Pope now. But but as a third grader, I, I really, really felt like that's where God was calling me to. My first ever—here's a secret. I'm going to let you on a secret. My first ever email address ever was wannabepope at AOL.com. So it's since been deleted, so don't try to email me. There's no record of that ever existing. And so, yeah, so even from a very young age, you know, it was obvious that my Catholic faith was really important to, to me and to my family growing up and felt, yeah, I felt very called to, to be a priest. And, and then as I got older, I felt the Lord was maybe calling me to something different, was maybe calling me to marriage. And so, yeah, so through middle school and high school, I was dating and, I, yeah, I felt really strongly that the Lord was calling me to marriage. At this time, my, my faith journey was kind of in a really rocky place. In, uh, in seventh grade, my mom passed away from cancer. And so uh, obviously that, that made my prayer time and my relationship with God very rocky and difficult. Um, I, I mean, i being honest, I let the Lord have it during that time. I was very angry at him, but I was still talking to him. And I think that is, looking back on it, that was one of, the, one of the amazing gifts is I was still in communication with him. Yeah, it might not have been the most, how can I say this, lively conversation and joy-filled conversation, but we were still talking. And then as I kind of grew and was maturing in high school, I had an amazing experience at a Steubenville retreat that totally reinvigorated my faith. And I felt drawn to dive deeper into my relationship with the Lord I became super involved in the youth ministry at my parish. So now that my mom wasn't living at the parish, I basically was living at the parish. So there's a little switch there. And I just was, was so drawn to, to youth ministry. And I felt like that's where the Lord was calling me to. And before that, i would really into sports and into baseball and football. And I played that in both, both sports in high school. And I wasn't good enough to do either of those professionally, as much as I would have loved to. I wasn't quite there. So I figured, well, I could just talk about that. I can talk about sports. So I'll be a sports radio host or something. That might be kind of cool to do. Then I realized as much as I love sports, I just love talking about my faith and talking about people and growing with their relationship with Christ. And at this time, it was with high schoolers. High schoolers uh, can be a challenge, as a lot of you might know. But they're also really amazing to show their level of interest and depth. So, yeah, so I did that. Uh, I worked with high schoolers uh, when I was in high school and then went off to college a year at Palomar, then did a year of ministry, traveling around in a minivan with five other young adults. I'm still waiting for that reality TV show to come out because if you think the stuff that's on TV now, just imagine five Catholic young adults traveling around the Western United States in a minivan. It makes for some interesting stories. So I did that for a year and that really helped deepen my prayer life because as a part of that, we're required to do a holy hour every single day. So I really was diving deeper into my prayer life and trying to see what the Lord was calling me to do. And this is when my prayer life started to shift. It started to shift from, Lord, you're calling me to marriage to what are you calling me to? know, I started to be more listening than, than talking. And as I started to listen more, the Lord is amazing in this, and he he'll, he'll start with a whisper, and then if you 're not getting it, he'll maybe speak a little a little louder and uh, then a little louder and uh, and as I was starting to listen deeper and deeper after my year of ministry, I worked as youth minister up at my parish, and I really just felt I was like, what are you calling me to, Lord? How are you calling me to as father said, how are you calling me to?" to holiness and to relationship with you and what vocation are you calling me to and because I wasn't listening the Lord hit me with a two by four basically and I had a really intense dream two really intense dreams specifically but the first one was kind of how I envisioned my life I had a nice job I had a nice house wife Uh, I forgot to mention I wanted nine kids it's kind of a lot, I know. But one wanted nine kids. I wanted a, a baseball team and a football team. So, yeah. So I saw that in this first dream. And it was, it was great. I was, it was a third-person view. So I was watching myself with everything going on. And I, I was happy. It was, it was a beautiful, beautiful family and vocation. But there was something missing. I couldn't put my finger on it. I still really can't tell you what it was, but when I looked at myself, it just seemed like there was something off. Yeah, and I woke up and I was like, okay, well, that was nice, think too much of it. And then I went back to sleep and I had probably the most profound dream I've ever had in my entire life where it was a first person view and I was the priest celebrating mass. It was at the moment when the priest usually holds up the host at the consecration And so I just came into the dream, and I had the the Eucharist right in front of my face. And um, I get goosebumps every time I tell the story, so bear with me. But it was very profound. And this feeling of peace and joy just kind of flowed over me. And I can't really describe it other than it was the most joy I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I woke up just smiling. And... Yeah, it, the kind of the peace that I experienced in the dream kind of stayed with me in, uh, as I woke up. I had a roommate at the time, and I was, like I said, I was just smiling really big, and my roommate was getting ready for work, and he just looks down, and, and he's like, are you okay? Because I was, I was just smiling, and, um, and I was like, yeah, it's a long story, but yeah, and, uh, and he looked at me, and he goes, uh, it's kind of weird, man, uh, okay, and then he left for work and I, I texted the, the vocation director at the time. I said, hey, so something happened last night. I don't really know what it means, but would love to talk to you about it. If you, ever, if you ever question how the Lord works, he works in very mysterious ways. And this is definitely an example of that because he texted back, he said, oh, actually I'm up like 10 minutes away from you today and I'm free. So if you want to get grab coffee, we can. And I had one day a week off. I was working two jobs at the time, and I had one day a week off. It just so happened to be this very day that he was up in Vista and was available to meet. So I was, okay, well, let's meet. So I met with him, and we we chatted, and I told him the whole story about the dream, and he's like, well, we should discern this. So... So I started discerning with the diocese. There's a group that meets every month and discern, talks about discerning a vocation to the priesthood. And so I, I started joining that group. And then finally, uh, he asked me to apply to seminary and I thought he was nuts. But he said, nope, I think you're ready. And so I applied, six years ago I applied. And after six years of seminary, Going to USD for three years, three years up at Mount Angel in Oregon, uh, one year away from priesthood, God willing. It has been a crazy journey, and I can't even begin to tell you how amazing it's been. And It's been each and every step in the way. It's just been more peace. It's been more joy uh, with each passing day. Yeah, there have been challenges, as there is in every vocation. There's always challenges, but... At each challenge, it's been met with a feeling of joy and peace. And I, you guys at St. Charles are a huge part of that. And about about my journey to priesthood. And I can't wait to to continue to get to know you and see what role you guys will play in my journey uh, to priesthood. God willing, like I said, in a year. And it's like I said, it's been a long road, but uh, it's been very very good. And the Lord continues to stretch me and challenge me and deep in that relationship with him and uh, i'm just yeah i'm excited to be here i'm going to stop talking now because you probably had enough i don't like talking about myself very much so this has been a lot but uh thank you guys for your patience your active listening and i'll be out front after mass if you want to chat and talk or get to i can get to know you better so uh, thank you guys very much for your time